Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. In studying Bhagavad Gita, we have seen that the Bhagavad Gita divided into three parts, describing Tattvamasi, that thou art. Thou that is you, as you are, that which is the Lord which you are seeking, they both are one and the same. So in the first six chapters we have talked about you as we are today, Next sixth chapter we talked about the identity of the Lord. But then how do we reconcile that they both are one and the same? I don't see it. So the chapter 13 onward is an explanation of how these two are one and the same. Myself and the Supreme Self are not two different selves but just one and the same. So the chapter 13 started with saying, how this differentiation come in our perception, in our understanding of I and the world. The duality created between myself and everything other than myself. So we have seen the differentiation that is created in my understanding between the field and its knower. And the differentiation right now is very clear. I am the knower of the world that I know, and the world is my field of actions. This chapter takes it a one notch higher and said, Idam Shariram Kaunteya Itikshetram. This, which I consider as a knower right now, is actually part of the field. This body is the field, and one who knows the body is the knower. So we, we took it to a one more subtler level, the definition which I know intuitively that I am the knower and the world is my field. So now I have included my body as part of the world, and I, the knower, remains somewhat other than this body. Then we also include the mind and intellect and all my emotions into it the modifications of this field, all my emotions into it, my experiences into it, then what is left, who is aware of everything, is the knower. The field is where all the activity is taking place. We have also defined it in a different way, Prakriti and Purusha. So now we know there are two entities which constitute my world. My world is the world of the matter, the field in which all the activity is taking place, the one who knows and feels the results and the reactions of this activity. At my microcosmic level, at my level, when I'm identified with this field, what I consider my body, my mind, my intellect, the one who is aware of this and identifying with it, he becomes the enjoyer or sufferer of the activities taken place by my mind, my intellect, and my body. 
so is applicable to all bodies, minds and intellects. And then Bhagavan said, both the field and the knower of the field are beginningless. You can't remember when did this start? The question obviously legitimately is why and when? When this ignorance started about myself, that I am not the Supreme Self, and why? The answer is given in a way which requires more contemplation, but it basically says they both are beginningless. There is not really a beginning that one day Bhagavan said, well, let there be Prakriti and let them suffer through it. They are beginningless because they are the very nature of the Lord. And therefore, the, both the Prakriti and Purusha are the nature of the Lord. As we have seen in previous chapter and say, my higher Prakriti and my lower Prakriti. My lower Prakriti is the manifest world and my higher Prakriti is the one which supports this lower Prakriti, makes this lower Prakriti function, is my higher Prakriti. In this chapter, we have seen it in different ways and say, Purusha is the one, the subtler, the higher unmanifest self and the Prakriti is the most manifest self which we can say. So both are beginningless because they are the very nature of the Supreme, the Brahman. Anything which has a cause becomes an effect. Every effect has its qualities. This qualities makes it perishable and therefore they remain in time and space for a time. As long as the qualities are attributed to that effect, it has a cause and it has a timeline. But something which is beginningless obviously cannot have any qualities. Therefore, the Brahman does not have any qualities and therefore it has no cause. And if it has no cause, it is beginningless. If this Prakriti and Purusha are the two aspects of the Supreme, then they both are beginningless. So we started with this basic understanding. Then he said, if that's the case, then obviously all hands are his, all mouths are his. So anywhere or any place where a thing or a being is coming into, into existence, that because of the union between these two, the Prakriti and Purusha. The creation only takes place of anything or a being when this to the Prakriti and Purusha, the filled and its knower, come together. If there is no knower, there is no field. If there is no field, there is no knower. As long as I consider myself a being, a living being, as long as one, I have this body, mind and intellect, and secondly, I am aware of it. If I am not aware of it, do I really exist? Therefore the question, do you really exist in deep sleep? I know I exist in a waking world. I know I exist in a dream as a dreamer. But do I really exist in my deep sleep? Because I'm not aware of myself. But I'm very aware of myself, even though I'm not aware of my body, mind, and intellect. Therefore, I wake up and say, I had a good sleep. 
if I'm not aware of myself, I wouldn't be able to say that. Therefore, I say, I exist even in my deep sleep. I exist as a waker. I exist as a dreamer. I also exist as a deep sleeper. As this limited ego, I considered myself. And then Bhagwan takes us to the path where he says, what is knowledge and what is to be known? He said, what is to be known is seated in hearts of all the beings and all the things. The core of our being is our awareness about ourself. That is to be known. Who is that that is aware of my being? And that leads me to the knowledge, is the knowledge. Everything else other than that is ignorance. So we have seen those several qualities, amanitam, adambitam. Those qualities lead me to know the knowable in my heart. So I say those qualities will take me to knowing the self, which then will make me aware that myself is no distinct than yourself and herself and himself, but is a one self. Once that understanding takes place, Bhagavan said, he achieves the supreme state. Why I feel limited? How can I get over my limitations? How can I be perennially happy? That state, Bhagavan said, you will achieve when you will understand that this self in me is the self which is seated in all hearts, moving or unmoving. That is the core, the essence of all the beings. You know. And then Bhagavan said that many, many people have recognized this self through many different paths. You see, Dhyana Yoga, Karma Yoga, Gnana Yoga, Bhakti Yoga. You see, there are various paths people have attained this knowledge about their own self and in turn got the knowledge of the Paramatma. But you see, some may not even be capable of following any path, but just having the faith in somebody's words they have attained this. Just having the faith that, no, because my guru told me, oh, such and such person too. And having pursued that, they also achieved that. Last few verses, that what is the test where I can consider myself that I have come to know this thing? Tamam pasyan hi sarvatra samavastitam ishwaram hinasya atman atmanam tato yati paramgatim. One who starts seeing that this Ishwarat, my Lord, is sitting equally in all hearts, is present everywhere equally. And therefore, I'm not negating the Supreme Self by my small self. Right now, I've already negated. I only consider this is me. Nothing other than this, I consider me. That's not me, that's not me, that's not me, that's not me. <laughs> only this is me. And Bhagavan said, once I say, this is all me, I'm not negated, even though I'm aware of this limited self, but I'm also aware that this extension of this world is nothing but me alone. Just as the example we have seen, this conditioned room space was never separated from the space outside. Right now I'm aware of this conditioned space and that this is room space. But also if I have a reason which says the room space and the space, is one and the same. 
then I truly have the knowledge of the space, you know, Bhagavan said. Last few verses expands on this idea that I'm constantly aware of both my existence. My existence as this limited ego, as the conditioned self, as this body, mind and intellect, but at the same time aware of my existence as the Supreme Self. Samam Pashyan Hi Sarvatra Sama Avastitam Ishwaram Na Hinasti Atmana Atmanam Tata Yati Paramgatim He who sees the same Lord everywhere equally dwelling, he destroys not the self by the self, and therefore he goes to the highest goal. We have learned so far that the highest goal in life is to achieve that state where there is nothing but bliss. There is no happiness, there is no unhappiness. Happiness and unhappiness are two moods of my mind. When I get something which is conducive, I'll feel happy joyful, when something is not conducive, I'll feel unhappy. So we now know that the Lord who is imperishable, myself as the supreme self which is all-pervading is imperishable. But it appears that He is dwelling in all these perishable beings it appears that he's divided among all these beings when he still remains undivided. We have talked about the space in the room and space outside. This space in this building seems divided among different rooms, but when I see it from the universal space's perspective, that space was never divided is not divided and will never be divided. Space is indestructible. The walls, floor and ceilings of all these rooms are destructible. See, is one imperishable dwelling in all the perishable beings. So the one who sees that the same Lord, the Lord which is all-pervading, imperishable, without any qualities. All the qualities which I see in this world belong to Prakriti. So I have my own qualities as an individual, so have you, and so has she. And also for this building and the things in the building, each one of us Things and beings have our own qualities, but they do not belong to the all-pervading self which makes this plurality possible. These qualities belong to the conditioning. This body, this mind, this intellect, this matter, the qualities are of the matter but one which makes this matter alive, sentient, has no qualities. So Bhagavan says here that one who sees that the same Lord, 
whether I see in a good person or in a not so good person, whether I see in a beautiful thing or an ugly thing, that same Lord is existing as the support for the existence of all things and beings is the knowledge which when I get, then na hinasti atmana atmanam. He does not destroy the self by the self. This is kind of confusing. Not destroying the self by the self. Well, we have already learnt in chapter 6, Dhyana Yoga. Atmaivahi bandhu atmana, atmaivahi ripu atmanaha. That the self is the friend of the self, the self also can be the only enemy of the self. So when, when we are talking about these two selves, we are talking about the supreme self, which is residing in me, is my higher self. But when I see that self, as conditioned self, as this individual being, I see the lower self. Lower self, that which is defined by the conditioning. The room space is the lower space, and the universal space outside, which is also pervading through this room, is the higher self. That higher space is never destroyed when this building is destroyed. That higher space is never tainted when this space is polluted. So, the one who sees the same way, that the self in me is the self everywhere. When I have that vision that the, that Supreme Self is pervading everywhere, then I will not let this lower self destroy my higher self. What that means is that there is always a guidance from the higher self to the lower self. My ego, when it is desiring something, thinking something, manipulating something, there is always a guidance from the higher self as my own conscience. As long as this lower self is my ego is available to that guidance, I will do the right thing. I may feel like slapping you right in the middle of this class because I don't like you or I don't like your behavior for whatever reason. But then my higher self will say, Neil, that's not appropriate for you. And I will restrain myself from doing so. That is when my lower self is available for the guidance from my conscience, my higher self. Then my action will be appropriate. But when it is not available, I'll be angry because I didn't like something. I'll be angry and I'll lose my temper. And when I lose my temper, we have learned when somebody is angry, the intellect is not available. Memory bank shuts down. I have no guidance available from my past memory, whether this is right or wrong, then I will act in a wrong manner. So Bhagavan said that one who sees this self is residing in all things and beings equally, his lower self will always be available for the guidance of the higher self, and therefore he does not destroy his higher self by the ignorance of the lower self. The next verse says, 
प्रकृति एवच कर्माणी क्रियमाणानी सर्वशः यह पश्यति तथा आत्मानम अकर्तारम स पश्यति यह पश्यति स पश्यति वन हु सीज दिस ही सीज द रियलिटी द ट्रुथ व्हाट प्रकृति एवच कर्माणी क्रियमाणानी सर्वशः प्रकृति इज द डूअर ऑफ ऑल द एक्शंस All the activity happening in this world, prakriti is the is the cause. Prakriti manifests as plurality of things and beings. Each thing in a being has his or her or its qualities. When the two things come in contact with each other, each one. will behave according to its own own guna and then they will interact with each other depending on their qualities so we meet somebody we like him we will say oh, we had great chemistry we hit it off right away what that means is my qualities and his or her qualities were complementary to each other and therefore we liked each other but in some cases no matter how hard we try but we just can't get along with that other person what that means is that my qualities and his or her qualities were not conducive to each other and therefore we'll always have conflict no matter how good intentions we have in behaving with each other so once i understand that these are not the qualities of the self in me or self in him or self in her but these are the qualities of the matter equipment my mind my intellect his mind his intellect my ideas his or her ideas so when i take that understanding in all my transactions with the world i will realize that it is not the sinner who is guilty it is the sinful mind which is guilty if his mind was purified he will not have committed the sin so once we see that these are the limitations of the equipment and not of the one residing in all these things and beings equally then i will see atmanam akardaram the self which is residing in me and residing in him and residing in her and which is the support for all things and beings is actionless there is no activity for the electricity in this room but i still see the lights blazing and the heater working and all the other electrical gadgets plugged into the power system are all functioning but electricity just provides that power for the equipment to function as it is designed light bulb will never give the music so the radio will never give me the light because each equipment has its own quality when it is empowered by the electricity it exhibits its own qualities so radio gives sound and the light bulb gives light heater gives heat and air conditioning gives cold air 
So once I understand that the prakriti is creating all these activities in this world, and the self which is the supporter of all these activities, as the core of all the things in being is actionless, as the all-pervading self supporting the entire jagat, it has nothing to gain and nothing to lose and therefore there is no desire in the Supreme Self. And because there is no desire, there cannot be any activity. It can only empower all things and beings to act according to their own gunas and their own desires and vasanas and tendencies. So Bhagavan said, one who sees this, he sees the truth in reality. Yada bhuta puthak bhava ekastham anupasyati tata evacha vistaram brahma sampadyate tada when he sees the whole variety of beings as resting in the one and they are also spreading forth from the same entity, the same supreme reality, he then becomes Brahman. When myself as the conditioned ego recognizing that the whole variety of things and beings are only possible because the Supreme Reality exists. When I recognize that all the gold ornaments are only possible in this world because gold exists, that gold has no shape, any kind of a form. But the goldsmith who knew how to make different kind of jewelry out of the gold, all the names and forms came out of the same gold. Those names and forms react to my desires to have that jewelry from whatever the fashion I like is different from person to person. But for the goldsmith, the value of that jewelry is only what is the amount of gold is in that jewelry. So the gold remaining the same, jewelry are many, a variety of forms and variety of size. Tata evacha vistaram. And I also know that not only that the gold in this jewelry is the same as the gold in the another jewelry, but I also know that all the gold jewelry comes from gold alone. If it does not come from gold, it's not gold jewelry. The things and beings in this world have no existence of the Supreme does not exist as the underlying reality. From the science perspective, we know that even though things and beings look different, the basic building block, as we know in our Newtonian sciences, is an atom. Atom has the same quality whether that atom is in gold or in a living being or in iron or any other entity. All the things and being is a one underlying entity called atom. Now we also know from our modern science that atom itself does not have existence of its own, but it has nucleus and electron and proton. But for our understanding, if we boil it down to understandable concept of an atom, 
that all atoms are same as long as when I'm looking at atom by itself. The permutation combinations of the atoms create this myriads of forms and colors and size and shapes and qualities of things and beings. Bhagavan said, the one who realizes that, that the source of all things and beings is just one. There is no other source, no competing source, only one source and all variety of beings are resting, are supported by the same entity. Brahma Sampatyate Tada. Such a person will become Brahman, that supreme reality himself. When I leave my identification with this lower self, that this is not me, this is my body, this is my mind, this is my intellect, this conditioned self as an ego has an existence only as long as I identify with this conditioning. Once that conditioning has dropped and I am not identified with it, I will still exist as the Supreme Being. That identification has changed from the lower self to the higher self. Therefore, now I see myself as the higher self and not the lower self. Therefore, I will become the Brahman. And we will stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma kaschit dukkha bhag bhavet. Om shantihi, shantihi, shantihi. Harihi Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha. Harihi Om.